Zero Business Podcast is brought to you in association with Ely's Sustainable Business Covered Podcast, and it's the only place where corporate sustainability and energy professionals can get under the skin of the world's most ambitious emissions reduction targets. So welcome and enjoy the journey to a net zero future. to ED's Net Zero Business Podcast. This is our monthly podcast series focusing on the mounting need for businesses of all sizes and sectors to develop credible net zero emissions goals and supporting strategies. I'm ED's senior reporter, Sarah George, and I'm delighted to be bringing you this episode for February 2022. We've been hosting this Net Zero Business Podcast since early 2020, I believe, Um, And at that point, a lot of businesses were attempting to get ahead of the political curve by strengthening their carbon and energy strategies and pledging to become net zero businesses well before the 2050 deadline, which was legislated for here in the UK in 2019. The net zero discussion has only become broader and evolved super quickly in the months that have followed. Near the end of 2021, the organisation Net Zero Tracker posted its COP26 stocktake, revealing that targets from nations, cities and regions now cover a record 90% of GDP and 80% of global annual emissions. So in this context, it's valuable to speak to the people working behind the scenes to develop and implement strategies to get businesses to comply with these requirements or to go quicker than them, whether they're in the private sector or the public sector. And this is why we created this podcast. It's a series in which each episode is 40 minutes or less, and each episode takes a deep dive into the decarbonisation strategy of a particular guest business. This has been particularly important as of late, because as the net zero movement is growing in business, so is the discussion about what makes a credible target. Our guest organisation for this episode is BT, a business that Edie has spoken to several times over the years on the climate topic. BT was one of the first companies in the world to set a verified science-based emissions target in line with 1.5c, and that was back in 2017. And at that point, there were only a handful of companies with that level of commitment, others including Carlsberg and Tesco. There's been a snowball of interest in the years that have followed, and this cohort has since grown exponentially. There are now more than 900 businesses with this level of science-based target. And after setting its science-based targets for 2030, BT subsequently announced plans to become a net-zero business by 2045. That was made in 2018. And then, late last year, the company brought that target forward to 2030 for operational emissions and forward to 2040 for emissions from suppliers and customers. So, with that development in mind, our guest for today is BT's new Head of Climate Change, Digital Impact and Sustainability, Tiffany Chow. Tiffany joined BT last year, having previously worked within guidehouses, climate risk and decarbonisation solutions teams, so she brings a wealth of experience to help BT accelerate its journey. So without further ado, let's play this chat with Tiffany in full for you. 
Good morning, Tiffany. It's great to welcome you onto the Net Zero Business Podcast today. How are you? Fantastic. It's actually a sunny, sunny day outside here in London. Um, thank you for inviting me. No, thank you so much um, for for taking the time, especially as you know, I think it's our first call and you mentioned maybe your first external podcast for BT since joining um, last year. So a very warm, warm welcome. And I promise that we don't bite. <laughs> thank you. That's reassuring to hear. <laughs> Well, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. But um, yeah, let's dive right into into it for the podcast. Um, so we're speaking, I think, less than a year after the company uh, announced that it was actually accelerating its net zero target. I know several businesses have done this in the past um, year or so. So it's a good time um, to be talking. And I think you joined the company just around about when that was um, confirmed. So it'd be good to start with, yeah, the aspect of when a suitable deadline is, because BT was first of all targeting net zero for 2045 um, and has brought that forward to, I understand, 2030 for direct operations and then 2040 for the, the value chain. So what was that process like and how how do you decide a date? So I think BT has led on climate action for over 30 years, and I think it was one uh, major motivation for me to join the company to be part of that action. So I did join um, around the time when in September 2021, BT decided to take that step further and announce their plans to move forward their net zero target from 2045 to 2030 for their operational emissions in 2040 for supply chain and customer missions. So BT's net zero targets are end to end covering all three um, scopes. Uh, we were one of the first companies in the world to set a carbon reduction target in 1992, and one of the first companies to set a science-based target in line with the most ambitious aims of the Paris Agreement. Um, and why we wanted to move the targets forward is that, well, as the world is looking to recover from COVID pandemic, uh, we have to remember that the gl global climate emergency hasn't gone away. In fact, I think acting on climate change is becoming more and more urgent and we really need to move faster. And since BT has always been a leader in climate change, you know, we decided, you know, we want to lead a movement. We want to continue to be a leader, uh, setting example for others. And so we decided to move our targets forward um, because we believe that organizations need to do their part in setting ambitious targets. So that includes embedding carbon reduction targets in remuneration policy and also engaging with our customers and supply chains to help them reduce their carbon emissions. Um, and how we plan to meet these ambitious targets? Well, um, like I said, we're working for closely for customers and suppliers. We are pressing ahead to retire some of our legacy networks, such as 3G mobile network by 2023 um, and the public switch telephone network by the end of 2025. Um, we also believe that you know, tech is an enabler that's going to help accelerate that you know, movement towards net zero. So we believe that you know, continuous investment in innovation, innovative products and services, um, such as full fiber broadband um, or 5G solutions will help underpin some of the many innovative solutions that we need to achieve this net zero carbon economy. Mm, and I've heard that before, tech as a solution, and I'd love to come on to work with suppliers and customers 
um, in a moment, but I wanted to have a look at what's been going on operationally um, as well, because I know with some companies when they move the date forward, it's a case of strong progress so far, um, especially operationally or just looking at things like falling costs um, of renewables. So it'd be good to hear about some of the things that have already been um, happening at, at BT to decarbonize operations. And then um, if you're able to talk about them, some of the things that your team will be up to this year. That sounds great. Well, since uh, 2016, BT, we have re reduced our carbon emissions intensity in our operations by 57%. Um, and some of um, what I would call our decarbonization levers, there's, there's, I guess, three levers that we look at to try to reduce our emissions. So number one is switching to renewables. So our goal, uh, we set a goal back in 2020 to buy 100% of our electricity worldwide from renewable sources. We met that target in 2021 and maintaining renewables is, 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 uh, and in, in no, no ways uh, an easy task. So every year we, we have to strive uh, hard to, to maintain and, 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 and meet our 100% renewable target. Um, so uh, what we mean by 100% renewable electricity, it means that our broadband network and e-mobile networks are, gonna, are uh, both entirely powered by clean, clean electricity. Number two is decarbonization um, of our estate and networks. So last year we invested over 45 million in energy management projects in the UK. Uh, this means reducing our energy consumption by about 65 gigawatt hour hours. So that's about 2.3%. And since 2009 and 10, these investments have saved us around 343 million pounds. Um, and BT is in the process of consolidating or changing the way that we uh, that that we work, right? So we have a better workplace strategy, and we've we've set a target in place that all new building locations will exclude the use of natural gas, ensuring that we're heating our buildings in the most sustainable way. Um, and finally, for our third decarbonization lever, very much our our ability to meet our net zero targets is dependent on our transition to a low carbon fleet. Um, so we pledge to transition the majority of our 33,000 strong commercial fleet to electric or zero carbon vehicles by 2030. Um, and uh, it's important to note that BT has the second largest commercial fleet uh, in the UK. So you know any any progress we can make on making that transition to to zero emission uh, vehicles, I think will have a really large impact on the overall um, electric vehicle industry in the UK. Um, and so part of being able to make that transition to a low carbon fleet is that uh, we've created a coalition called the UK Electric Fleets Coalition um, along with um, OpenReach that you know, we're advocating for uh, with the government uh, a 2030 phase out of internal combustion engines um, and um, and encouraging the government to set a zero emissions mandate um, to underpin the acceleration of the phase out of these internal combustion engine vehicles and also looking to um, continuously try to ask for grant support beyond 2023 for vans and trucks until we see the market reach uh, price parity uh, for electric vehicles. 
And finally, um, as a vehicle for us um, as an organization to think sustainably, uh, we have a broader group manifesto that we launched in December around the themes of responsible, inclusive, and sustainable growth. So under that sustainable pillar, we promise to drive quicker progress towards a circular world um, and out outlining um, specific plans to help our customers reduce their carbon emissions by 60 million tons, uh, by 2030 and building towards a circular BT by 2030. So um, you can see that our net zero plans and decarbonization levers are part of a bigger picture of BT trying to be more responsible, inclusive and sustainable. Yeah, I remember covering that manifesto in December and the fleet management story, actually, and I think either of those would probably um, warrant their own episodes of the podcast. So I assume that your colleagues working on resources and fleet management must be super busy and really exciting time for them um, at the moment. Yeah, it's been an exciting time for our team. I think sometimes it's overwhelming, but exhilarating at the same time. I think each of us are looking at, you know, very you know, big initiatives and projects that involve, you know, just countless number of external internal stakeholders to make it happen. So I think today in this podcast, you're speaking to one out of many in our organization that's, you know, devoting, devoting all their time and energy into making things happen. Certainly it keeps me up at night, I would say. Um, but at the same time, you wake up, you know, feeling really satisfied um, for you know, devoting your, your energy and time at something that's so important. Of course, definitely. And I'm sure a lot of people listening will be able to resonate with that, but hopefully you're not losing too much um, sleep, <laughs> sleep over it. Well, it's annual reporting uh, season ah. right now. So I think it's, uh, you know, it, it comes in waves. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> Um, and we've we've talked there about um, about deadline setting and about delivery, but um, I've, I feel like we've maybe skipped over the terminology part a little bit. So I'd like to come back to this. This is something we always cover on this on this podcast um, because there are a lot of companies setting net zero targets and sort of defining that themselves, especially in comparison to the term carbon neutrality. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on why BT is going for net zero rather than um, carbon neutrality and what exactly th that means. And I know that a lot of the differences sometimes depend on what portion comes down to reduction and what portion comes down to offsetting. Well, I think to keep it very simple, um, you know, our definition of net zero really aligns with the science-based target definition for net uh, the net zero standard. Um, we were one of, among one of the first three companies in the world to commit to a 1.5 degree science-based target. Um, and I think one of the reasons, well, a, ma a major reason why we subscribe to the science-based target standard is that, you know, we believe in standardization for the industry um, in order for, I think, us to move forward on a net zero dialogue. Um, you know, we need to be clear on definitions. Um, we need to work towards standardization, consistency, and methodologies. And, you know, science-based target uh, initiative is, you know, thousands of companies have like pledged towards it. And, you know, the definitions and standards and methodologies are evolving as we see how net zero it practically plays out. But um, currently that definition, and we subscribe to it, is that, you know, we're trying to reduce our scope one, two, and three emissions to a zero or uh, a residual level that is consistent with meeting um, net zero emissions 
at the global or sector or at our sector level aligning with the 1.5 degree pathway and then neutralizing any residual emissions in, in the last net zero target year so that's kind of you know that's that's our approach you know our policy is not to offset till 2030 but we'll do all that we can to reduce our impacts up front and that we would consider using high quality credible offsets you know for any residual emissions yeah i think we're going to be hearing obviously a lot more about the SPTI's net zero standard going forward. This is something that only came out at the end of of last year. Um, So good to see some strong case studies and alignment already. And I presume I'm going to be hearing about it a lot on future episodes of this podcast with other other businesses. Um, I wanted to come back now to something we mentioned at, at the start of this, the importance of climate leadership, meaning the involvement of scope three. Um, So indirect emissions. So I know that BT for several years now has had this commitment to cut um, customer emissions by using, as you mentioned, tech as an enabler um, of decarbonisation. So it'd be great to hear a little bit about how that actually actually works um, and about some of that work with with the supply chain that you mentioned as well, Tiffany. Yeah, fantastic. Um, So BT has a customer base of 30 million households, and we believe we're well-placed to help our consumers cut their own carbon emissions through our technology and networks. Um, And we help them by by first, I think, you know, helping them think more about the small steps they can do to uh, cut their household emissions. So last year, BT launched a big uh, SOFA summit where we provided free practical advice, tips and resources to help our consumers take those small actions to reduce their household emissions. BT also hosted a Smarter Living Challenge aimed at answering the question of how households can use technology to reduce their carbon emissions. The results of the study showed that when a household uh, was given the tools and techniques to tackle their own emissions, it can make a huge difference. In some cases, with an annual savings of up to 900 pounds and up to 1.7 tons of CO2 equivalent if actions are sustained over a year. Um, We also have carbon abating products and services, um, which we found last year helped our customers avoid 13 million tons of carbon, which is equivalent to carbon consumption of 3 million UK households. And what we mean by carbon abating is that if I can give you a specific example, if you were to use our uh, our broadband services to work from home, you might be avoiding emissions of commuting to work. Um, so when we think about ourselves as a tech player, we think about using technology to enable our customers to um, reduce their emissions and avoid emissions. From an enterprise perspective, BT has around a million uh, small, medium enterprise customers, and we're really committed to helping them be environmentally friendly. So we're, we've launched the Green Tech Innovation Platform in 2020, and actually today's podcast is quite timely because we've actually just announced uh, the next phase of the Green Tech Innovation Platform. But let me just describe quickly what this is. So we're working with uh, a leading innovation platform headquartered in Silicon Valley called Plug and play. And what we're aiming to do is to uncover the latest technologies from UK-based tech scale-ups 
that can support BT and the public um, sector con uh, customers transition to net zero. So you just think about, like, I like to think of the green tech innovation platform as, 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 as a sort of, yeah, a scale up identification platform enabling smart cities. And last year, we just had a first phase uh, where we selected two scale ups, uh, IOPT and Ever Impact. Uh, so IOPT is an Internet of Things company based in Glasgow um, that specializes in monitoring the building conditions uh, in social housing. Um, and the second uh, a scale up Ever Impact is a climate monitoring or air emissions uh, monitoring based startup in Paris. And uh, we're looking to help them accelerate their growth by scaling up their products and trying to offer that product to local councils across the UK who are looking to adopt environmental monitoring and smart billing solutions. We just announced the second phase where we're, the uh, green tech innovation platform is focused on the manufacturing sector and looking for uh, scale ups that focus on circular economy and production efficiency because um, we've um, conducted some um, studies that have shown that um, the manufacturing sector can um, benefit is, is one of the largest sectors in the UK and can you know, highly benefit from um, some of the innovative uh, technologies that, that BT offers, such as um, their, their 5G network. Um, and, and finally, from a supply chain perspective, uh, we've recently launched with other companies our SME hub, um, which is helping small, medium-sized businesses work towards net zero, being being able to share, you know, tools, advice to, to help them meet, uh, set their own ambitious targets and embed carbon reduction targets uh, in their operations and, and basically kind of sharing learnings from a large corporate perspective and, and translating that to 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 some of our smaller, um, uh, smaller suppliers. And and I think finally, you know, I think BT has a a big role to play in influencing industry and influencing policies. So finally, I wanted to just talk about how, you know, BT co-founded uh, the UK Electric Fleets Coalition with the climate group back in 2020 um, and involved 29 organizations in helping to shape, you know, UK green mobility policy. And recently, um, our CEO was invited um, by our prime minister as part of his uh, Build Back Better Business Council to develop uh, an EV fleets accelerator, which uh, helps advise um, our prime minister on, on, on issues associated with uh, green vehicle manufacturing um, and developing a strong public charging infrastructure to galvanize and enable uh, more electric vehicles to to, to come online. Uh, so you can see that you know BT is just so active in in terms of shaping the public dialogue on climate action, um, helping support their customers and and suppliers, enabling them with technology um, to help them um, achieve their own uh, emission reduction targets, and then finally looking at our own operations and and coming up with these these roadmaps and operationalizing our plans um, along those three uh, carbon reduction pillars or or levers that I mentioned earlier in this podcast. Well, thank you for that super comprehensive view of, yeah, I always say about going beyond um, a business's own four walls, being a tenant of 
of leadership in that field. So there's definitely loads of different angles we can cover um, there. And thank you for the tip off about the green tech innovation platform. I'll have to go and, and look that up for my news list today. Um, but Tiffany, I think that's all the time we have for this podcast. So I think all that remains is to thank you so much for your time um, and for your insight this morning. Thank you so much for hosting me. Um, it's a really exciting time and I can't wait to hear how other uh, businesses reach their net zero targets. So I'll definitely be following this podcast. Yes, a big thank you once again to Tiffany and to BT. And of course, Edie will be keeping track of the company's sustainability work going forward. Of course, the net zero movement is global and it's been gathering pace and facing challenges beyond the networks of ED and BT. So with this in mind, it's time for our net zero news in brief, the part of this podcast where we summarise the headlines. After a quieter month than usual for sustainability news in January, probably partly down to the postponement of the World Economic Forum annual conference in Davos, things are starting to speed up a little. There have been some big developments in the net zero conversation since our last episode, and I'm going to pull out three top stories for you now to help us recap. Um, I'm starting with a story that made national and even international news this month, which is that the New Climate Institute and Carbon Market Watch published a report looking at the credibility of corporate net zero emissions targets. And that got, as I mentioned, a lot of media attention. It assessed the commitments of 25 large businesses and found that most are not science-based and will leave businesses turning to offsetting to address more than half of their emissions footprint. A reminder that for the SBTI's net zero standard, um, I think a maximum of 10% can be left for most sectors. Named among the worst offenders in that report were Unilever and BMW Group, both companies that have performed well in other sustainability-related assessments. Staying on the topic of reports relating to the private sector for story number two this month, Share Action this month published a report, it actually came on Valentine's Day, looking at how 24 of Europe's biggest banks have collectively invested in oil and gas firms with plans for expanding extraction after they joined the UN-convened Net Zero Banking Alliance last year. Between those 24 banks, the report outlines £33 billion of financing in that time frame. Campaigners say this undermines the credibility of the commitment, but several of the banks are arguing that engagement with their high-carbon clients is more effective than exclusion and divestment. And finally, we're turning to policy for story number three. Several of the climate space's most recognisable thought leaders, including Cristiana Figueres and Fatih Birol, are urging the UK to not roll back its net zero plans. Some factions of the Conservative Party are falsely attributing the price hike in energy bills at the moment to the transition to renewables and questioning whether we should be doing more domestic oil and gas production and more fracking. And this is something which virtually every energy expert and green group has advised against. Well, we're just about out of time and I'd like to thank you all for joining me on the Net Zero Business podcast and thanks once again to BT for coming on as a guest. If you've enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have, um, please do check out the rest of our Net Zero themed content on our site, ed.net. This is the second Net Zero Business episode for 2022, but by no means the last. We'll be bringing you at least one of these episodes a month alongside our long-standing Sustainable Business Covered podcast. You can also catch up with all of our past episodes of both of those podcasts on ED's channels on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. 
and you can subscribe to our channels there to make sure you don't miss an episode going forward. But before our next episode airs, I'll hopefully get the chance to see some of you in person at ED Sustainability Leaders Forum. This is taking place at London's Business Design Centre on the 8th and the 9th of March. Yes, we're back in person after an online edition of this event last year, and we're planning to bring together hundreds of sustainability and energy experts to network, co-create solutions and hear from our speakers. For all the information on our forum and to register for tickets, you can visit event.ed.net forward slash forum. That's event.ed.net forward slash forum. But for today, that is all from me and it's a goodbye for now. Goodbye. Goodbye.